Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, and I'm joined again today by my friend, partner, leader, Jana Magruder. Hi, Jana. Hi, Chuck. We talked last about the research book that we have just released called Nothing Less Mm -hmm. uh, that you've authored, and we discussed uh, as part of that the number one factor number one childhood indicator of spiritual uh, maturity in adults. And that was Bible reading. Yeah. And we spent a whole episode talking about (laughs) just how important that is, that research supports that as we look to have our kids grow in the Lord, grow in the faith, and stay in the faith, the number one thing we can do is encourage them to be in the Word and let them see us there. Right. Fascinating. Yes. And we also identified that there are two other sections Mm -hmm. of the research book that are really enlightening and encouraging and interesting that we need to understand. One of those is things that had a moderate influence Mm -hmm. of things that we can do that have moderate influence on uh, the maturity as an outcome. And then some things that we may be doing that that did not show up on the survey as being effective. Right. So today we want to talk about those moderate influencers. Mm -hmm. Is that the right way to say that? Yeah, the, the survey results, uh, again, we, we our, our LifeWay research team surveyed 2,000 adults that have already parented their children, meaning their adult children are out of the house. So they're empty nesters. And they looked back on their parenting journey and identified what did they do? And then how are your children doing now? That's basically the gist of it. The survey statistically gave us three categories, largest impact, and we already talked about that, which was Bible reading, and it stands alone as its own category of being the largest because the results were so much further away than the other indicators. So we've already talked about that. Then there were four in the moderate impact, and then the rest are in the smallest impact. Now, there are 15 total, so the fact that they made the list at all is, is statistically significant. Yes. Um, and so we should pay attention to those moderate and smallest impact. Then we have a whole other list of didn't make the list. Mm. And those are also surprising, and we'll save that for another episode. Okay, good. Yeah. So today we'll talk about those things that had a moderate or, or light impact. We'll yeah. see how far you want to go into okay, that list. sounds good. And give you freedom to just kind of lay it out there for us. Sure. But first... Yes. Yes. But first, you know, we like to get to know people. And we talked with you last time about your brother and your relationship with him. What I want to know this time, ready? This yeah. This is totally off the cuff. I, I don't know. have this I'm prepared. Scared. I'm just whatever comes out of my brain right I'm now. I'm scared. Chuck's brain. Did you, <laughs> did you have a special teddy bear, huggy, something you slept with when you were little? Oh, my goodness. Did you have a little special stuffed buddy? Most of us did. I had a teddy bear named okay. Theodore. Okay. Theodore was my little bear. Yeah. And he was very special to me. He's in a box in my attic somewhere probably with one eye Aww. still left. He's like the classic Toy Story in the box yeah. thing. So what about you? Did okay. you have a stuffed friend? I'll be really honest. <laughs> so first of all, I had a lot. And Were I you felt, one of those ones where your whole bed was covered my with My whole them? bed was covered. Oh, and fun. I was so attached to them for a while that I... <laughs> This is embarrassing that as a little girl, I would um, um, move them around for who got to sleep next to me. Oh, the special friend for tonight. Yes. <laughs> and so I didn't want any of their, quote, feelings, their fluffy feelings to get hurt. So I moved them. And so they each took turns sleeping next to me. Then as I got a little bit older, I only had one. So I'll tell you about the special one. It was uh, a brand new invention 
where it was a stuffed animal with a radio inside. Oh. And I was already, even as a as a older elementary kid, so into just the radio and my music, my tunes, that I loved this raccoon. He was a raccoon with a radio. Okay. And I named him Goo Goo. Wow. I would not have gone Goo Goo. Goo Goo. <laughs> Goo Goo the raccoon. Hey, there's something there. I like I, it. No, I like it. Yeah. I'm not knocking and, it. And I listened to the radio as I went to sleep. My parents let me do that. So I don't know. Might have, might have called some brainwaves. So what issues. happened? Where's, where's <laughs> Goo Goo now? I think he's probably in my mother's attic okay. if I had to guess. Um, but yeah, he, he lasted for a long time. Like probably too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't believe – here's a segue, ready? Okay. I don't believe that uh, the type of childhood stuffed animal huggy friend that you yes. had was a childhood indicator of spiritual maturity. Yes. However, there were some things that were. Yes. See, there's my segue. Okay. So, well, guess what? <laughs> One of them is music. Oh, okay. You made a connection. Yes, I did. Well done. Okay, no, but in all seriousness – there were other indicators, aside other from that indicators. number one of Bible reading, yes. which is so important. Yes. There were, were other indicators that reason our study why we revealed. named the whole book Nothing Less was because of that Bible reading factor. So moderate impact, there were four, and these were these are really significant, and I was glad to see that, that each of them made the list. First of all, child regularly spent time in prayer while growing up. Hmm. Now there again, I think you and I looked at that and thought, well, didn't we know that? Bible reading and prayer. The church answers. Yes. But how much are we praying with our children other than maybe meal times and a quick bedtime prayer? Are we modeling a prayer life in your family? Are you praying together as a family? And with, encouraging them to pray through their own struggles. Praying, praying, yes, encouraging them to have their own prayer life, which helps mm-hmm. them own their own faith and their own relationship with the Lord. And so prayer is is next on the list. Mm. Next, uh, I know our children's ministry leaders will be thrilled to see this. Child regularly served in church while growing up. So I know I served in church a lot, um, even from a young age. My father was in ministry. That helped. But I also had a mom who didn't have to necessarily serve. She could have sat in a ladies' class. And, you know, she, she worked during the week. And, but she chose to serve in preschool. And I remember always getting to go along with her. And uh, and watching her interact with the kids and read stories. And as I grew older, I was able to do that and learn how to share my faith and um, and sing songs and feel very comfortable with that. And so I think there's something to that. Are we providing opportunities for children to serve? We know that that oftentimes has to do have to do with um, are the parents serving? Mm. So we want parents to be serving so that that child will have a, an ability to serve, but also so that that modeling of mom and or dad mm. serving will last, here we, here we go again, until adulthood, which mm. is what we're really looking at. So that made the list, too. Let's double click on those just really right. briefly in the church setting. So prayer. You know, I remember in probably it was youth group before I remember taking prayer requests and really praying for other kids. Yeah. That's something, though, that a lot of us can model in our kids' ministries. Right. Is, you know, encouraging kids to share uh, items for prayer, taking time to pray with the kids and over the kids and encouraging them to pray for one another, Mm -hmm. something that may not be part of everyone's practice. Right. As we move fast-paced, high-energy kids' ministry. So important to keep an eye on how we can model prayer in 
our yes. ministries. Yes. And then service is one of those things that we often think about serving the kids, but not including the kids in, in serving others. Yeah. So maybe VBS could be a great opportunity to give some older kids older the opportunity kids. to serve mm-hmm. and certainly alongside with adults. Right. right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Clearly, you have your, your standards and uh, safety to consider, but there there are opportunities to serve, especially children with their parents. I think that's the key. And so. when we have, when we sort of even inadvertently potentially in the church create an atmosphere where you come to get, mm-hmm. that's really Consume. the consumerism, yeah. really different than it's a place where you come to serve. Right. And right. so interesting, though, that service is one of those key indicators. Huh. Yes. Okay. What else it you is. got? Okay, here's our music thing. Back to Goo Goo the Raccoon. <laughs> Child listened primarily to Christian music. Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That that would not be a small impact. It would be a moderate impact. And my theory on that, because I was a little surprised by that. Um, in fact, I'm just going to be really confessional and say that Gugu the raccoon was usually playing other kinds of music, not necessarily Christian music. In fact, I'm not even sure we had a Christian at that time. Station yeah, they may then. not have been everywhere. Um, so we'll just blame it on that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and I think my theory for for that making such a you know a moderate impact significantly um, is that you know doctrinally sound biblical truth in music goes back to that number one, which is Bible reading. Mm. And so if a child, we know how engaging music is, hello VBS songs, um, we know that they're getting that biblical truth in an engaging way that sticks with them. And so I think it goes back to God's Word, and that's why it made the list. Christian music was a big impact on my life as a young person. You tell us all the time about uh, Striper and... (laughs) Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant and Rich Mullins and Patrick. But having that, you know, kind of where where you allow your mind to what you dwell on, it kind of becomes part of who you are. So I will testify that that was important for me. And I've seen that in my kids as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Different artists. They're not listening to who I did. (laughs) But to be listening to songs that that are sending messages that are godly behavior and scripture-based really can make a big difference. Right. So that worship time we do at church is valuable. It really is. And if you, uh, ministry leaders who are listening, if you could help introduce some really neat Christian music that you think your age group uh, would like, you know, it has to be age appropriate. So um, little preschool songs aren't going to work with your preteens. Y'all no. know that. But there there are plenty of things that um, that you can model, uh, have engaging music at uh, your service, your large group time, playing in your classrooms that kids can say, hey, what is that? I like that. And then maybe be able to go look on Spotify for it yeah. or whatever their Take music Take your kids to a concert in the park is. once in a while or yes. something where there's a Christian artist. Yes. Yeah, cool. What else? Okay. Um, I'm also really happy that this made the moderate list. Child participated in church mission trips and projects. Mm, And so here we see, you know, dedicated mission time that we used to have disappearing from church rhythms. Uh, So how can we continue to uh, prioritize helping children learn about missionaries uh, learn about unreached people groups, learn how to live on mission. How, that goes back to how can we help our parents understand missional living? Hmm. What can they do 
in their neighborhoods, with their kids' friends, in their schools, their teams? How can they live on mission as a family? It makes a difference. Having Doing even mission projects, can you incorporate that just in your regular weekly Bible study time, your worship time, when you have kids? We have kids less and less and less. We used yes. to be able to dedicate a whole hour to missions education. Some churches still do, praise God, but a lot of them don't. And so how can we incorporate that? Which is why I'm so glad in our curriculum that, uh, that we do by all three, Bible Studies for Life, Gospel Project and Explore the Bible have missional corporate missions. components. And we do that because we know that um, churches don't necessarily have a dedicated hour, but we want to keep that front of mind for kids yeah. to understand, I need to be praying for unreached people groups and to foster a heart for, uh, for the nations and for the people that live around them as well. Yeah. So interesting. I think that two of these moderate influencers are geared around serving. Yeah. One serving in the church and one serving outside the church. Right. But the idea that I don't just get filled up with Bible information in my head. Yes. But that has to flow out from head to heart out through the hands and feet. That's right. Mm. Well, we just have another minute or two left. Tell us a little bit about some of those ones that were on the smaller on the smaller side, yeah. but that are still significant. Significant. Okay. Child's best friend was an influence to follow Christ while growing up. So it's important that we as leaders foster a place mm. where Christian friendships, you know, church friends are important. Yes. Good influences, That's uh, right. good positive peer pressure. Right? That's right. Because they're all, you know, going back to maybe uh, peer, peer influences that are not yes. during the week. Um, child connected with several adults at church who intentionally invested in them. Mm. So there's your message. There's your all call to the godly men and women in your church to come serve in children's ministry because what we're learning statistically is that it makes a difference with um, a child's spiritual health as they go into adulthood to have godly men and women speaking into their lives as children. And let's stop with that Okay, one. What I could a, go what on about that one. What a good one to end one. on. <laughs> and, and, and also it gives us an opportunity to encourage everyone to go look for this book. Yes. So this is, it's not just interesting information that's nice to know. Right. This is really actionable content for yes. us as we lead in kids ministry to know where we need to look to put our energy, to stack our chips, if you mm -hmm. want to use that analogy, right, on, on what things are truly proven research-based to bring the return that we're really looking for, which is we want kids to know the Lord and to grow in the Lord. That's awesome. And to stay with him. Did you just use a poker analogy I, for I children's may have. ministry? Let's okay. just pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jana, thank you so much for spending time again. Uh, we, we so appreciate your wisdom and insights in this area. And, and listeners, look for the book, Nothing Less by Jana Magruder. Uh, on Lifeway.com, wherever you buy books, uh, and at Lifeway Christian Stores. We'd encourage you to walk in there and look around and uh, pick up that book. Uh, share it with your team. Also, you can look for the presentation Yes, the version, conference kit. The conference kit. Yes, coming out this August, which will have all the slides uh, that you need to actually present to your the parents in your ministry. So you get to put on a parent conference We'll, we'll include the slides, the conference plan, the book, everything you need to prepare to really kind of sound the alarm and equip parents to let's start doing these things. 
and not chase the wrong things, which we'll talk about in the next, next episode. Time. Okay. Next time. That's right. <laughs> so, and remember, it's not important just to know what to do. We actually have to take action. That's right. right. So we encourage you to take the information from this episode, from our prior episode, and from our next episode, and put them to practice in your ministry. Jenna, thank you again. Listeners, thank you for listening to the Kids Ministry 101 podcast, and we we'll look forward to seeing you again on our next episode. 